everybody. Welcome to the Indie Film Review. I am Jared, and with me, as always, is Pop-Tart. How you doing, bud? Hi, Fruit Loop. <laughs> That's a fun, fun name we share. And uh, this is a show about yes. reviewing films yes. that are independent. Yes. We and we're going to do that today, Dan. Films. We were sent a film called Solid Rock Trust by Rick Ives. Thank you, Rick. Dan, I don't feel like our trust is there after you talked over me before. I feel mm. like if we were to do a bank robbery, you would probably bank all over me and try to do some other dumb shit. And it would it would just ruin everything. Oh, I would never do that, Pancake. <laughs> oh, you won me back. I'm back in. Let's fucking do this. So I, I've already alluded to it. This film is about a bank heist, but there's a catch. Dan, please tell us what's up with the solid rock trust. So this bank heist is happening, but you never get to see it happen. That's <laughs> that's true. That is correct. Um, it's it's uh, it, it, the so there's this mastermind hacker who's behind everything. And uh, her name is um, Madison. Madison, Maddie, I believe. Yes, and um, she has this hub of computers that she's doing all. So basically, the heist they're pulling off is the the lottery in the in America. Like the 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 money is stored in different accounts in different banks everywhere, and she has traced all of these banks everywhere. So she has access to all of these codes. Um, she just needs to physically put a um, hard drive into one of the banks, and that's what yeah. she has somebody there for. So she's going to be ripping off like hundreds of th- millions of dollars. Hell right? yeah. That's the idea. But the whole film takes place in her little hub, and you get all of the action through phone calls that she's making to these these this group of henchmen that she has developed and each yeah. one of them she uses like a different persona to talk to like she's french yes. for some of them she's australian for some of them oh my um, god she she's in love with one of them kind of it's That's right she's in hate with one of them yes yes much drama much, much drama. suspense yes Dan, it's, we're here to talk about it. Yeah, it, it's 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 a single room film, and it ends up working very well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is um, surprising because it's almost an hour and fifty minutes. Long. It's an hour and forty minutes long. It's about that. I, yeah, I think it's a standard runtime for a film. Yeah. But okay, all right. So. As a preface, I went and looked up an interview with Rick Ives on a podcast called Invasion of the Pod People. It's a good podcast. I was really enjoying it. It was a great interview. And it kind of gives a little more in depth about kind of like what Rick was going for uh, with this film. And it was shot in 11 days. I was going to say, is it a COVID film? I, that is not mentioned. It has, it has... The the stinkiness of maybe a COVID film. No, no. Well, yeah, I, I see what you mean because it is shot in all one spot, and then, but there are actors. There's a there's definitely actor interaction yeah. with this. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I I don't think that was the reason they did it. I think it was more of logistically, what could I do with the amount of money that I yeah. have to and make a film? Smart. And he wanted to make a film that that felt like, uh, not a big boy film, <laughs> like a like a. 
a Holly, a big Hollywood blockbuster type of thing. Um, so, and I, I feel like in some ways that is definitely a cheat. Yes. Absolutely. And doing it, I guess. So my first question for you, Dan, is how do you feel about like movies that only take place in one area or, you know, like the phone booth or all those like different cube is of one films. of my favorite movies. I like cube. Yeah. Um, I've seen they're They're a guilty pleasure of mine. So this film was pretty awesome. It had great cinematography, like to keep you interested in that, that spot, that area. It had great events mm-hmm. that came up in that one area. Like there was, there was, um, the there was the narrative arc of the bank heist, but there was also the narrative arc of what happens at the hub that she's in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like two competing stories, and they were both yeah. very interesting, both very engaging. So it it was it was it was great. I thought that a lot of the gimmick stuff, like she's making a bunch of these phone calls. She has she has all these phones, but she is only doing phone calls that are two minutes or less because any longer. Th- uh, someone could trace yeah. the phone call. I thought that was really cool. And that also kind of fits in with how the film yeah. functions, yeah. which is really interesting too. Cause around two minutes is like a page of dialogue. So it's like, we have these chunks, these like little vignettes of her dealing with each character. And, it, and it's like, ba 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 ba. And my next question for you is, did this, did that ever feel overwhelming to you? The pace of like, the events no. of what was going on and like there's only one area, positive negative on that. There's only one area I felt overwhelmed. Like it was handled pacing through these was very very well done. What um what tripped me up is there's this scene where she's talking to um she she's making demands for uh, is it Carmen? So there's Carmen who yeah. is the cowboy girl. Yeah. So who, she's making uh, is, she's, yeah. she's making demands for Carmen. And she's going to relay those demands back to Waters, the detective. And mm-hmm. at one point, she's talking to herself as Waters and talking to Carmen as the French lady. And it's like, why? What's going on here? Like, it, it I just... thought that was a little weird. I thought that maybe that Carmen was listening and that no, she no, was it, doing a performance for her? No, that, that's what I thought at first. But all it was, was they they did this really interesting way of meshing those two together. Like she... Okay. We only took So every her... time she was talking, she was tricking someone else. Yes. Okay. And we, yeah. we, only, got, we only got her side of the conversation. So it was just a really interesting um, part of the movie that it just, it confused me for a little bit. And then as soon as I realized what was happening, I'm like, okay, that was, that was an interesting choice. I almost felt like the coolness of it outweighed me being momentarily confused. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was sure. like, this is pretty neat actually. Um, and what's fun about this film is there's a lot of different things like that, that are going to keep you interested. Cause it, uh, we have seen films, e- even I would say recently on this show where the entire film takes place in a single spot. And it's just like, Here's all the camera angles that we can use, you know, bada, bada, bada. But this movie is doing things, like you said, like these events. I usually call them like gimmicks or, or and I don't use that in a bad way. Like, I, I know I say that a lot and I always say, I always give this preface, like, or I, I like stuff like this. I like, those are the things that are catching me. They're hooking me into yeah. what is going on on the screen. And I think this film does a really good job of that. Uh, but anyways, Dan, ask me a question. Who has time... To answer a phone call in a heist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These 
the people doing the heist really answer their phones fast. And I mean, Carmen at one point, this oh. is this is the scene I'm talking about. Carmen she at answers the phone blood. while she's like firing a gun and screaming yes. at people to get on the floor. And you're like, eh, what's going on? I mean, do they have headsets? I, I almost wondered, like, why didn't they use like walkie talkies or something or something like that in range, bro. And there's that. And she also doesn't want everyone to be hearing the conversation at once. Yes. So it's like what I thought was really cool about this film is every time I had a question about like, why are they doing it this way? The film was like, fuck you. I've already, we're going to explain it yeah. in like one minute yeah, and it's going to make perfect sense. And I'm like, dang it. Ooh, like, I would write notes and be like, the film doesn't make sense. Oh, okay. And I'd cross it out. I'm like, all right, I guess they solved what I was going to complain about. So yeah, it does a really good job in that regard. As far as the phone stuff, it does get a little silly, but with the premise and what's going on, I, I still found it enjoyable. So at one point in the film, um, maybe 30, maybe 25 minutes in, I'm like, this is smart. What they are doing is smart. But mm-hmm. if it lasts the entire movie, then I, I'm not sure if it's going to work. However, yeah. I think it does work in the film. So I was a little apprehensive at first whenever I started to realize that it's all in one place. Mm-hmm. But the theater of the mind that's going on with these phone calls and what you're imagining and like how you get glimpses of it through security cameras. I think it works really well, but my, my, my qualm with it is did, well, I I guess the question is, did you have that feeling? Well, buttercup, let me put it to you this way. Okay. I did. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Capri son, listen, I was also a little worried when I was like, Ooh, is this the entire film? And I, I looked and I'm, I looked like an hour in. I'm like, yep, we're still in this garage. Cause this is where the, the entire film takes place in this garage that she's hiding out at. And she's doing her command center stuff where she's coordinating with all the different people of the heist. And, um, I would say I was like, I'm kind of, I was into it. And then it, I started to fall off a bit. Until around the forty-minute mark, oh. so I feel like this film takes. Yeah, because so mm, I have a, I have a, a comment about the twenty. We'll get mark. to it. We'll get to it in spoilers. But I feel like once we get there, and I feel like for most films, it that intrigue and that interesting stuff comes in a little faster. Mm-hmm. Um, but once we start that roller coaster, I was hooked the whole time. I was like, okay, so a, a lot of that is good buildup that needs to be there. So I don't know necessarily if. Changes could have been made. Needs needs is a weird word for me. But okay, okay. so cinematography keeps me interested the entire time. Yes. It is really, really good. Amazing cinematography. So much movement. So good many sound. Smart, good sound. But like the cinematography is the king of this film, I think. Like there's yeah. this one. Oh. What? Sorry. They shot this on Reds. Yes. Um, and another tidbit I remember from the podcast is... Uh, Rick was saying that the most expensive thing about making this was not the equipment, but paying his actors because he wanted to make sure that the actors got paid. Mm. And I thought that was really cool. But, oof, I mean, they spent a lot of money paying. And there's a lot of people in this movie, yeah. too. So I think it's really cool. And then they had like a full crew as well. So, so um, you got to pay them. There's this, there's this really great, uh, we'll get to it in spoilers, but there's this really great scene. Remind me of a scene, re- remind me of the great cinematography scene later on. And we'll Dan, talk about it. how about I remind you right now, motherfucker, because we're going to spoil it. 
Okay. Dan, his his eyes are twitching and his mouth is drooling. He just can't wait so to spoil this So there's film. this amazing... Wait, hold on. <laughs> so we're going to spoil Solid Rock Trust. I don't think it's streaming. I think Let it's me on find Tubi. Out. I think it's on Tubi. Is it on Tubi? So yeah, this film, Dan has confirmed, is on Tubi. Come on. It's fucking free to watch with ads. It's not a big deal. They're super easy to skip. Uh, go so, check it out. It's definitely worth it to check it out. It was fun. Yeah, it was intriguing. It held me, it held my attention because of the cinematography. Let's spoil mm-hmm. it. There's this amazing scene where um, hacker Maddie, she's like, she knows how to like hack into uh, radio signals and listen in on things. Yes. And she hacks into her, the, the her, the other, the number two in charge, Rowan. Like the mm. one that the the other mastermind to all this. So you have Rowan, you have Carmen, which is her boyfriend, yeah. her two year uh, going on long term yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. And then Carmen's this fucking wild card, and then the other two are just auxiliary. They don't really matter. Wait, Dan, is this Carmen San Diego? Maybe I don't know. I never met her. Fan theory. All right. Just anyway, that out there. Anyway, um, this this amazing scene is he she she hacks into the bank audio and she can hear Rowan getting seduced by Carmen and yes. Rowan is going along with it and it's like you know mm-hmm. ASMR banana sounds into the fucking microphone okay all right i need to comment on this <laughs> i need an adult all right i really liked this scene with Madison spying on Rowan and Carmen. I thought that was really cool. Um, They already kind of like Rowan and Maddie weren't trusting each other already because I guess Maddie had cheated on him earlier, like before the heist. They have some tension going on. She likes to call him Pop-Tart to no, like zero reciprocation to the (laughs) point where I'm like, I think you should probably retire that because uh, I I don't think, I don't think that's, that's really doing anything for him anymore. But yeah, so there's already they're already strained. Let's say maybe they're not on a yeah. a rock solid uh yeah. trust. Ooh, okay, fuck you. Uh I was talking to me. Um so yeah, we have that great scene. Oh, and then, I get it. It's the title of the movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, holy shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, I hate myself. Anyways, the kissing sounds have got to go. <laughs> the kissing sounds. I listened to these movies with headphones on. It was painful. I, I really didn't okay, like it. And, so, and then they play it again later. Yeah. And I have to hear it for a second time. I don't. Okay. It was nasty. Hold on. Was it kissing sounds or was it filleting sounds? Oh. Uh, Choose your own adventure of what the sounds were, man. They were nasty. It was like two slugs just slapping together in the wind. It was like a slug wind chime with a man's tongue. It was was horrific. She hangs up the phone on that, rightly so, or whatever. She hangs up the... the, She she pauses that audio. And the camera, in her moment of, like, defeat... And she like calls, um, she calls Rowan to like get him out of it. And in her moment of defeat during this phone call, when she's like tearing up, it's just a slow back away, a handheld back, back yeah. backwards motion. And it's it's it goes so far into a wide shot. You're like she's feeling as isolated as possible now. It was 
wonderful. Mm -hmm. So the Mm -hmm. camera is almost always moving in this garage. And that's why you get this really great, um, really great intrigue the entire time. However, I will say that this film probably could shave off about 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and get to the 40 minute mark sooner. Because my note about the 40 Mm -hmm. minute mark was this. I said, we probably could have got to the cop figuring shit out a little sooner than 44 minutes. Mm. When he drops that fucking shoe. And you don't fucking know where it comes from. Damn. That was 44 minutes Uh, in. Because it just makes her, it takes her from being this mastermind to so vulnerable in that Mm -hmm. moment. And you're like, ooh, this is so good. I love it. Uh, Because... The, this this police officer um, Waters. Waters is it? Yeah. Uh, he does a really good job. I think the main character does a really good job too. I'm gonna give shoutouts actually. Everyone does a really good job voice acting wise in this film. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, acting is um, top so notch. Coco Marshall as Maddie. Coco, yes. And then Willie D Davis as as Detective Waters. He's fuck. He's really good. Hold on. Let me give Those one more shout favorites. out to Dakota Curtis. For cinematography. Ooh, hell yeah. Okay, so anywho. And the composer. Everybody. Joey Westerlund. Yeah. Oh my I god. Think, I think editor. Editor. Like, Rick Ives. What a what a trooper. Super solid effort. Um, now let's shit on it. So Dan. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do have some things I want to get to. In the beginning of this film, there's a lot of like free camera kind of just it's almost like camera meandering where the mm-hmm. camera's just kind of looking around, give, establishing what this room is. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's at her little command center and stuff. She's working away and she's doing her phone calls. But at one point the camera straight up just like leaves her and it's just looking at shelves and shit while she's talking. Mm-hmm. And it almost felt like the cameraman got bored. He was like, I'm going to go film. Like I wanted him to go back. I'm like, go back <laughs> to the subject. What's happening? So I don't know. Some of that, I feel like it worked. Sometimes it didn't. It, it really was only those first couple scenes that it was annoying me. And then later on. See, even with like, I like the meandering camera. Like, yeah, I, I did. Um, I, I understand the argument you're making and I probably would be a stickler for it if I was like a simpleton. Like, you know, I'm just kidding. Wow. No, here's the thing. Sometimes it did it. Sometimes it wandered and got away from the subject and I was fine with it. Other times it just, I don't know why it didn't work for me. No, no, I, I see what you mean. Like, I completely understand there were some, I, I'm in agreement with you. There were some meandering that didn't necessarily make sense. It didn't add or contribute to the mm-hmm. intrigue, but I still appreciated it only because I have such a, a what's the word I'm looking for? That's not hard Appreciation? On. Appreciation. Not hard on. <laughs> I have such oh, an appreciation man. for um, cinematography. Like, just move the camera yeah. and I'll watch it, please. Well, no, I agree, and I feel like this film does such a great job with finding new and unique places to put that goddamn camera to keep you engaged. Um, do you think there was any other way for them to keep you engaged while still being under budget? You know, because like the other the other thing I was thinking of of is like. She has a camera in, inside into the bank. Maybe if we could see the actors moving around in the bank, but that would act, that would require hiring a bunch more extras, you know, fuck it, so much coordination. I mean, like, that probably would have made the budget go through the roof, so. But anything off the top of your head you could maybe think of to... 
Um, draw attention to there's this really cool combination that they do sometimes, but I would have liked to see more of it. And it's in, it's in almost every action film ever, but it's a combination between camera movement, framing and editing. Mm -hmm. Like the best way I can describe like hot fuzz or no. Um, yeah. Hot fuzz and like Shaun of the dead. These, these films exaggerate that feeling I'm talking about. Like I'm going to lock you in right here. So do Mm -hmm. more of that. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, okay. I see what you mean. Like, so like, you, you like just maybe like a, using... a quick zoom into like yeah, a yeah, like still shot. We're, we're yeah. more than just cinematography. It's like it's cinematography, editing, and set are all working in unison for this one quick shot. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like the director's intent for a lot of it, and I'm I'm pulling this from the podcast too, from what I remember. He talks about how um, in the beginning of the film, a lot of this was like like wide shots pulled away. Uh, and then the further and further we get into the film, the more claustrophobic and close yeah. everything gets. There's a point where the camera is just orbiting around. That's awesome. I love it. And so it's much. so fucking good. I was like, this is fantastic. Cause it just, you can like feel the anxiety attack that she is having as this is this entire plan is just falling apart. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of like the play of the free cam into the static shots and stuff. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't just one or the other. Yeah, me too. If like, if this was only free cam, the whole movie at first, I thought this was going to be a one shot film. Because yeah. the, that intro goes for a long time of her just talk. I'm wondering uh, if they did any tricks, you know, like quick edits mm-hmm. or, or hidden edits or whatever, or if, if they just let it rock for a bit. But yeah, there was a pretty interesting intro of him. That was like when he was like moving around the whole garage. Uh, but anyways, Dan, was there any scenes you want to talk about before we get out of here? Um, let's talk about uh, the scene where the realtor comes in. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> she's I forget exactly this. I think this is early on when like this yeah. happens, but a couple of people start knocking on the door to, to come into this fucking garage. And she's like, what the hell? <laughs> And you're like, who could this be? And it's it is a realtor showing this lady this space. I guess maybe to own it for her business or something. Yeah. But he's like talking to her about it. So she hides. Uh, Maddie hides. She's hiding in the rafters, but she has all her fucking cell phones with her. <laughs> She's like clutching all these phones, and she accidentally leaves one of the phones like on top of the shelf, and then the phone goes off, and those two are like, oh. What is that ringing? Is that your phone? And this is a really good scene. I really liked it, but spatially, it was kind of silly because of how long it took those two people to walk down that hall to go into where the phone was. Because like it shows her and she's like moving in real time, grabbing all these things, and it shows them. They're like they're like on the moon, like moving so <laughs> slow. And I'm like, that's kind of silly, but I still really liked it. The tension was really good. She cuts her hand, and I love that effect. That that practical yeah, effect was really practical neat. Practical effect was really cool. And you know what else I loved what? is these two characters had their own little story going. I was going to say, they Jared, were do you flirting think, with each do you other. Think that they ever got the wine that they were talking about? Dude, those two were fucking in the back of his Camaro, oh, yeah. my friend. Oh yeah. They skipped. They skipped the wine. Uh, I loved it. They skipped the closing I loved costs. That. That's right. We're going to get right to the down payment. You know what I mean, baby? Insert kissy sounds here. Um, 
so yeah, I really like that. That was fun. Briefly, let's talk about the characters. Uh, so we have Rowan. I'm not going to spoil the bigger twist. There's a lot of twists in this. I think maybe we should just let people watch it. Yeah. Um, but Rowan is like the lover guy whose their relationship is strained. Carmen is like the seductress. She's like the hothead too, you know? She's yeah. like, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to fuck everybody up. You know, I want to do things my way, blah, blah, blah. And we have uh, Nils, who is the driver. He doesn't really have a much of a role, but he's kind of in the mix. Yeah, but uh, his, we twist, have... his twist is fucking rad. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Boomer, who is this like loser young kid who's like, oh, geez, uh, Maddie, could you be somebody. my mom? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like he, his character was laid on a little too thick. Like, I wanted to care for him, but he was just, like, such a, a doof. I don't know. It, it, it was... he. Maybe if they would have played on more of the motherly thing between Maddie and My Boomer, mom said I, I gotta like... get a job, and here I am. <laughs> here I am, murdering and stealing. I don't know. There was something about his character that just didn't work for me. It was, like, almost there. Yeah, yeah. There's maybe a, a, a piece missing. That's my personal thing. All right, so then we have... Uh, Anvil. Oh no! I think maybe Anvil was the driver. I forget. No, Anvil. I, he, is was the, he was the sister. brother. Oh yeah, Carmen's brother. Carmen's sister brother. Anvil is the one that drills into the safe. <laughs> I know. I'm just sister. fucking with you. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So what I thought was fun is that certain groups of people think, "Oh, we're here to break into the safe to get the money," and then other people are like, "No, no, no. We're trying to get. That's a cover. We're supposed to just." fuck that up and pretend like we are we want to just show the cops that we tried and we failed and we left so that when we steal the actual digital currency bitcoin if you will the future is ai um then they won't realize what they've done until weeks and weeks later hopefully if they don't like look too hard uh but yeah i, I like that there's so many layers within layers. Cause usually in a heist film, it's like, okay, this is oceans 11. You're this and this and this, and we all know what we're doing. Right. And it's like, let's go do it. And every, like, it's like friendship and whatever. And like, maybe there's a double cross. I don't know. But this was like seven layers of what the fuck is really going on. <laughs> you don't really know. And I think that was, that was a really strong point with the film. Um, but yeah, Dan closing thoughts. What do you think, bud? Um, I think that, um, I mean, pancake. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, uh, bacon <laughs> jam. Um, I, I think that this is one of those films that they would have warned us about back in the days before the Hayes code, you know, because this is like the <laughs> perfect crime, like to get super <gasps> rich, you know? And since oh. it's filmed, I know now how to do it. Holy so I'm going to go out and be dude. rich. Damn. But Get aside from that, eight, aside from eight that, simple steps. Definitely worth the watch. Go look it up on Tubi. Cinematography alone is just, it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, absolutely. This was, this was a freaking, it was fun. It was a fun movie. Let me take that again. Absolutely. I had a fun time watching it. Um, it really gains that steam. I feel like a lot of, I say this a lot, but indie movies, you got to give it like, 10, 20 minutes, and then they like they start just fucking rocketing off. I feel like there's a shaky. I hate. I hate everything I'm saying. Uh, cut this out. Um, so yeah, go check it out. Thank you again, Rick, for sending this to us. We really appreciate it. I think he sent it to us. Yeah, I'm gonna did. assume he, he did. did. 
You guys can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can find us on threads at the same place, Indie Film Review Pod. Mm-hmm. We have an email. That's where Rick sent us this movie. <laughs> the Indie Film Review at gmail.com. And I think that's it. I think that's all we need. Podbean, yeah. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Go check it out. Go check it out. Leave us a 500,000 star review. Tell your friends and family. Tell your heist buddies. Next next time you guys are going to do a heist, just listen to our podcast. Don't pick up that phone. We're the I'm, only ones who can guide you through this. Better yet, go rob <laughs> a star bank of all the stars that you could possibly get and put them on our podcast. <laughs> I was like, star bank? Oh, what's the APY on the savings <laughs> interest on that? That sounds fun. All right. Thanks again, guys. I really appreciate it. Dan, final words. But scramby eggs. Oh. But but I, I don't I I don't know what to say. Scramby eggs. Help me. Let's make out. podcasts but there are so many out there and it's hard to know what's good well my friend it is not as hard as you might think because necropoticon has you covered they've got movie reviews horror shows games comedy and improv so all you gotta do is head on over to necropoticon.com to find your new favorite podcast yeehaw necropoticon hard to pronounce easy to listen